0: CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents Come in Welcome I'm E.G. Marshall Said the angry old wolf To the tender young lamb, you think I've got the time to count your crimes, you pup. Your guilt consists in this. I want to eat you up. And so it goes. We now question the innocence of the victim. After all, what right do girls have to be beautiful or men to be rich? Especially when there is so much hunger for beauty and wealth. And so few people have Hey,
1: why don't you watch where you walk? What do you want me to do, can you?
2: You can't kill me. What do you mean? You've already killed me once.
1: What are you talking about? And
2: you can't kill a person twice. Huh? Hey.
1: What are you saying?
2: Isn't that what's called double jeopardy or
0: Something. <laughs> Our mystery drama, The Wintering Place, was written especially for the mystery theater by Sam Dan and stars Robert Dryden. It is sponsored in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Was it a dream? He keeps asking himself. Was it a dream that morning, that golden August morning in the woods, with the light filtering through the trees, the dappled pattern of sunlight casting a series of shimmering shadows on the turning leaves? Was it a dream? He keeps asking himself. The girl standing there with long yellow hair and deep blue eyes and flashing red lips and excited voice. Was it a dream? Oh, please, please, he prays. Dear Lord, have mercy. Grant that it was only a dream.
1: Hello there.
2: Oh, Oh, you startled me, Mr. Baring.
1: I'm sorry, Martha.
2: My name isn't Martha.
1: It isn't? Well, you look just like... I'm her sister, Robin. Oh. Well, how do you do?
2: (laughs) I'm here on a visit.
1: Are you? I hope you enjoy it.
2: Oh, I will. It's the most beautiful country.
1: Are you writing anything in that notebook? Of course. I mean, that's a silly question. <laughs> Naturally you're writing. I saw you.
2: I'm a lepidopterist.
1: Yeah, I beg your pardon?
2: A lepidopterist?
1: Uh, yeah, I heard you, but I still don't know of what of course
2: we begin as biologists and we become naturalists. And then we specialize. In my specialty is the order lepidoptera. Or the butterfly.
1: And you make a living in it?
2: Oh yes, I teach at the state university. All about butterflies. Well, is there
1: is there enough to it?
2: Oh my goodness, yes. I've made a life's work out of it.
1: Well, if that don't be at all.
2: <laughs> Surprise, Mister Barry.
1: Say, hey, how'd you know my name is Barry?
2: Well, when I arrived the other day, my sister drove through Main Street, and she pointed out all the important people in town.
1: I'm <laughs> not all that important.
2: She said you're the biggest landowner in these parts.
1: Oh, what do I own? A couple thousand acres? Why, back in Texas, where my folks come from. I
2: understand this is your land.
1: Ah, yes, I do own this piece. And I'm
2: probably trespassing.
1: Oh, no, no, no.
2: I have an idea that this stretch of woodland might be part of the migratory route of the monarch butterfly, Ordanus
1: Plexippus. For a pretty girl, you come out with some words that are jawbreakers.
2: <laughs> well, butterflies go south for the winter.
1: Oh, like birds? Oh, yes.
2: Some of them go all the way to Mexico.
1: Oh, I thought a butterfly only lived a couple of days. Oh, and
2: some have been known to live for nine months.
1: And they go all the way to Mexico? Mm-hmm.
2: All the way and back.
1: Why do they do that?
2: Well, they respond to mysterious biological urges.
1: What's a good-looking gal like you getting all involved with these <laughs> these insects for?
3: How many times I've been asked that question.
1: <laughs> you have such a pretty smile. Oh, thank you. You
2: know, if you look very closely at the top of those trees... It's such a beautiful voice. It's as sweet as music. You think they're leaves, but they're not.
1: Ro- Robin? They're
2: monarch butterflies. Hundreds of thousands of them. Robin? Many of them will never see Mexico. They'll die en route. Die young. In the full blush of
1: their beauty. Robin.
2: What is it, Mr. Baring?
1: You're so pretty. Oh,
2: please, let go of my arm.
1: You're so pretty.
2: Mr. Baring, please, please let go.
1: No, I've been so <laughs> please. lonely. Please. For so oh, long. Look, you're
2: hurting my arm.
1: I don't want to hurt please, you. Please let go of me. I wouldn't hurt you for uh, the world. Uh, scream. What do what do you want to me. scream for? Uh, what if somebody hears you? No, 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 no. Just be quiet. There's nothing to scream about. Please. I don't want to hurt you. I I only want to no. look at no. you. Somebody help me.
3: Please.
1: I told you to shut up. No. Pauline, come in here. Yes, yes, Mr. Baring. I want to go over these accounts with you. You're spending too much money.
3: Well, Mrs. Baring didn't seem to think so.
1: No, that's another thing. Mrs. Baring is gone. Hmm. You're telling me. What does that mean?
3: Well, I'll tell you what it means. Somebody has to tell you. It might as well be me. Something's come over you, Mr. Baring. Now, you just look here. No, no, I'll say my piece, and then you can fire me. Oh, you changed since your wife died. I know how you loved her, and I know how you miss her.
1: Nobody can ever know that.
3: Well, you take your misery out on everybody. You used to be a nice, kind guy. Look at you now. you out to get Everybody. You just wait for a person to make a mistake so you can jump on them. That isn't true. No? Well, you say you want to go over the accounts with me. You're going to wind up giving me this lecture about how inefficient I am, how I waste your household money. Well, I have the figures here. good for you. And, you know, we'll find out. If I had exercised more care these last 30 days, I could have saved you the grand sum of $3.98. Well, it's it's the principle of the thing. Three dollars and ninety-eight cents. And you got more money than you could ever spend if you lived to be a thousand.
1: There are other things involved here.
3: Yeah? Well, you tell me about them.
1: Well, you're always forgetting. Okay. Okay. Score a point
3: for your side. I got a bad memory. I can't remember things. I always forget things, so what? So what? That's how I am. But I always was able to make this house a pleasant place to live in. You have to admit that. Yeah, I admit You've got to make up your mind. Am I worth it? I forget things all the time. And I'm not a... Well, I'm not the thriftiest housekeeper. But am I worth it? Do I stay? Or do you
1: want to hire somebody else? Uh, look, I just, uh... I'm not myself anymore.
3: Well, I just got finished telling you. I don't know what gets into me.
1: Well, you'll have to put a stop to it. I'll try. Okay. It's just that I miss her. I miss her so much. Hmm. I know. I didn't think you could ever miss anybody that way. You know what you ought to do. Marry again. How could I ever get married again? She's cold in her grave. She's been dead a year. I could never marry anybody. Now,
3: who's making that kind of racket? All right, hold your horses, I'm coming. Oh, oh. If it isn't the Merry Mailman himself, Pauline. Now oh, what, Bob Fuller? What's the racket?
4: For? Yeah, you've got some uh, special uh, mail for us, Bob. Mr. Baring, listen. What? Well, well, what is it? It's it's just terrible. I. A murder. Murder? Well, what do you say? There has been a murder. Who? Where? Somebody, somebody better get on the phone quick. Well, who, who, who's been murdered? Just call the sheriff. Tell us, Bobby. Uh, uh, it's a girl. Who? I don't know that, that, that girl. Which girl? You know, I, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name, Martha? Huh? Martha's been murdered. Martha Penrose? No, 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 not Martha, uh, Martha's sister. Robin? Yeah, the, the one that's been visiting her. Murdered? The college teacher with, with... With the long blonde
1: hair. I... Oh, no. Yes,
4: yeah, she's dead. I've seen her. Where? You know where the woods begin at, at the edge of the creek? Bobby, you sure? Well, look, I was taking a shortcut like I always do. Bobby, how can you be sure she's dead? And there on the path just ahead of me was... was... Should we call the doctor? Let's run out there. Pauline, she is dead. But she's laying out there. Nothing can happen to her now, Pauline. This, this girl is dead? Yes, yes, I covered her with... Cover with my raincoat. Oh, uh, oh, listen, uh, Pauline, yeah. you want to pick up that phone and call oh, yeah. the sheriff? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that. And somebody's got to break the news to Martha Penrose. <clears throat> what what's the sheriff's number? I don't want to be the one to tell Martha. Oh, oh no, sir. I'll just tell operator. I I found the body, and that is enough for one. Person. Hello, hello, who's this,
3: Jennifer? Oh, Georgina, uh, uh, connect me with the sheriff's office, will you? It's an emergency. Oh,
4: I will never forget that beautiful yellow hair with the bright red hello, blood hello on
3: sheriff. It. Yeah. Yeah, this is Pauline over at Frank Barron's place. Sheriff, you want to get over here right away? There's been a murder.
4: Yeah. Oh, he says he's on his way. Oh, that poor girl. To be murdered like that. The Lord give it. The Lord take it away, Bobby. Then it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a what? What did you say, Mr.
1: Barron? Huh? Well, what did I say? When? Just now. I didn't say anything. coffee, Sheriff? uh, Thanks, Mr. Baring. It's been a long day. I asked Mrs. Taylor to set up coffee and sandwiches for your deputies. That's very kind of you. Has anybody found anything? No, no, not yet. Sorry to say. We've been combing the woods. I hope you get him. Yeah, so do I. Martha Penrose is such a fine woman. Well, to have a thing like this happen to her own sister... And out here, of all places! I never thought we'd we'd have murder. Uh, what did the doctor say? Well, yeah, she was beaten up pretty bad. And what killed her? She hit her head hard against a tree. Uh, was she? Uh, hmm? uh... Had she been? Uh... uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc said she uh, she'd been criminally assaulted. Uh, it happened on my property too. Well, it could have happened anywhere, Sheriff you realize what you just said? Hmm? You said it could have happened anywhere. I guess that's what the world has come to, and a thing like this could happen anywhere. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. And there, are no clues, nothing to go on? No, no, she was just taking a walk. Now, she had a notebook and a pencil. We found those lying by her body. And Martha said she had an expensive gold watch... I was missing. Well, the killer must have taken it. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, what do you aim to do now, Sheriff? Well, I'll ask for special investigators from the county. I mean, they got the resources and experience. A Hick Sheriff like me? <laughs> what do I know? I'll get it, Pauline. I'm on my way out. Good morning, Mr. Bering. Well, there's not much left in the morning, Fuller. You should have been here with the mail an hour ago. Yeah, well, you know, some days we uh, get a heavier load than others. Uh, still, there's no reason for the mail to be this late. No, no, I, I guess not. I should report this. Uh, look, look, Mr. Baring, I know it's my fault. It's
4: just that I don't take that shortcut through your woods anymore. After what happened last week,
1: I get butterflies in my stomach just thinking about it. What did you say? Huh? What did you just say? Uh, I, I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. What? You did? Mr. Bering. Why did you say that? But, why did I say what? Hey, <laughs> let us go of me. Why did you say that? What are you trying to
4: do? Let go of me. You, you Mr. Baring, stop it or I'll have to call the sheriff.
0: Well, what? is this sudden violent rage on the part of Mr. Frank Baring. Evidently, when the mailman said what he did, it was like touching a match to a fuse. But what exactly was it that was said? And why should it affect Frank? Well, if you were really paying attention, you'd know exactly what that dynamite word is and why it can make Frank blow up like that. Meanwhile, we'll keep him sizzling till act two. Suspicion always haunts the guilty mind, said Mr. Shakespeare. And for a mind that is filled to the bursting point with guilt, we give you Mr. Frank Baring. Mr. Baring is haunted by guilt. He's consumed. He's devastated by guilt. And with good reason. He happens to be guilty of murder. But so far, only he knows that. So far.
5: Mr. it.
1: Let go of him. Let go of Mr. Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey Mr. Baring. What got into you? Uh nothing. Nothing at all.
4: What did you want to try to knock me down for, anyhow? Look, I'm just doing my job. Look, I'm I'm sorry. Okay? No. No, it's not okay. Just because you're the big honcho, and this part of the woods doesn't give you the right to knock people around you. Look, look Bobby. Mr. Barry hasn't been feeling too good. Oh, you keep out of it, Pauline. I said I was sorry. Look, you don't like the way I do my job? Okay. That is your privilege. Report me to my supervisor. But don't you figure you can lay a hand on me. Do you understand that? Oh, sure. Sure he does. Now, why don't you go watch your rounds, Bobby?
3: <laughs> Here's your mail.
4: I hope it's all Bill's.
3: Mr. Baring, why'd you do a thing like that for? I... I don't know. I'm not sure that's a good enough
1: answer. Ever since Emily died, I... I don't know if that's a good
3: enough excuse
1: either. I'm just not myself, that's all. You jumped on him because he said something. I just lost my head. I don't know why. He said something that set you off. What was it? I can't remember.
3: But you were ready to kill him. what did he say? I, I tell you, I don't know. Oh, yes, you do.
1: I don't remember. I'll help you remember. Now, look here. What business is that of you? You were mad the minute he walked in. I just happened to lose my temper, that's all. You were mad at him because the
3: mail was late. Maybe I was. And he said something. Now, look, Pauline, I'm late enough. Now, we'd better have this out. I have to leave. If you leave before we get to understand this thing, I won't be here when you get back. Now, I recall. He said he was late. Because he no longer takes the shortcut through your woods. He said, after what happened last week, I get butterflies in my stomach. Just thinking about it.
1: And then you jumped on him. Why? I don't know why. I can't tell you why.
2: Do you know how many butterflies there are, Mr. Baring?
1: Robin. Robin, listen. I didn't want to kill you.
2: The answer is there are thousands of different species. Butterflies and moths.
1: I didn't even want to hurt you.
2: All under the heading of Lepidoptera.
1: I've been so lonely I could die.
2: Lepidoptera is made up of two Greek words.
1: Emily had the same golden hair.
2: Lepidol, which means scale. tarot Which
1: means wings. And the blue eyes. The wings of all moths and butterflies are covered with scales if you
2: look
1: closely. When you talk, your whole face seems to light up just like hers did.
2: The monarch is a fascinating
1: creature in all of its life stages. And I just had to touch you. That's all I wanted to do. Just touch you. Egg, pupa, larva, chrysalis. I didn't mean to do anything wrong. Listen to me. If you'll only listen... You didn't listen to me that morning. And so I had to... I had to... Will you listen now? Listen to what? Listen to me. What do you
2: want to tell me?
1: I don't want to tell you anything. I want to ask you something.
2: Yes? Yes.
1: Can you forgive me?
2: Forgive you? Why should I forgive you?
1: Because I didn't mean to kill you.
2: Does that excuse you?
1: No, but... Then
2: why should I forgive you?
1: Because... Because...
2: You did kill me. It's true.
1: Yes. But I didn't mean to.
2: When you killed me, I was 32 years old.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I worked so hard all my life. All my short life.
1: I didn't want to kill you. I
2: never had a chance to enjoy life.
1: There was only something I could do. There is. Tell me. I'll do it. Confess. Confess?
2: Go to the sheriff. Confess that you killed me. It's the only way I'll ever forgive you.
1: No. No. Then I'll never forgive you. Oh, please, Robert, please. You must confess. Confess? And I'll forgive you. I... I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't.
5: Well,
3: maybe you can't. But I can. Huh?
1: What? Pauline. You say you uh, can't tell me why, hmm? What do you mean? I can't tell you why I, I I can't tell you what what
3: have we been talking about Why the word butterflies made you jump all over poor Bobby butter butterflies, yes, that poor girl who was murdered, Martha's sister who was visiting, she was involved with butterflies,
1: oh,
3: and you feel guilty about her getting murdered, don't you
4: me
1: well, why
3: should I feel guilty? why I don't know why, maybe. Because it happened on your property. So what if it did? You don't have any cause for guilt. What what could you have done about it?
1: I better be getting along.
3: i got a lot to do today. Mr. Baring, take a word of advice from me. A lot of hard things have happened to you. First, you lost Emily. And now this terrible murder on your property. You will have to keep your mind very busy.
4: the Mozart piece we promised you. Turning now to opera on today's gems from the classics, we have the beautiful aria Un Bel Di from Puccini's masterpiece
1: Madame Butterfly. No. Oh, no. No. Hey! What do you think you're doing walking out in the middle of the road?
2: Do you want to get killed? I can't get killed. I'm already dead. Wait. It's you. Yes. It's me. Robin.
1: Where are you going?
2: I'm going to the place where they go for the winter.
1: Where? Who goes for the winter?
2: Where they go. The butterflies. Who, who, Remember, I told you they go to a warm southern place?
1: I must be going crazy.
2: Many of my colleagues say it's Mexico.
1: Okay. I understand. I've got a guilty conscience. But
2: I think that here in Southern California...
1: But it wasn't all my fault. We
2: have the climate and the conditions. You were stupid. I didn't mean to hurt you. To provide a wintering place. And I think I know where it is. No, please.
1: Please, go away from me.
2: Don't you want to come with me?
1: Come with you? Where?
2: To the wintering place.
1: Wintering place?
2: So few people have ever seen one. I never did myself. But my professor, my old professor, he described it. There's nothing like it anywhere on Earth. Beautiful butterflies. They cover the trees like another coat of foliage. And they change the entire light and color of the forest.
1: This this is just my imagination.
2: And most of the time they lie dormant. But then, is it in response to some mysterious primeval urge. They flutter their wings. And suddenly, the colors of the forest change as millions and millions of butterfly wings create unbelievably breathtaking kaleidoscopic designs. Brilliant reds and yellows and browns and blues and greens. Uh,
1: gotta get out of here.
2: Come with me. You'll be one of the very few people in the world to have ever seen the wintering place. Come with me.
1: Go with you? Stay with me. I... You wanted me. No, I... Confess. I... Admit it. I only wanted to look at you. That isn't true. I just wanted to hold your hand. You wanted me
2: the way you wanted Emily. No, no. When Emily was young. No. I'm a young Emily. The Emily you fell in love with. No. I have her hair, her eyes, her smile. Even her voice. What you're saying isn't true. But I am not saying it. You're saying it. Aren't you? Aren't you?
1: Yes.
2: Then come with me. It's what you want to do more than anything else in the world, isn't it? Yes. Yes. We'll go to the wintering place. Such wonder, such beauty. We'll lie down under the trees and we'll stay with the butterflies for as long as they do. We'll come back when they do and we'll live as they do because they're the wisest and the most beautiful of all the children of nature. You'll come with me?
1: Yes. Yes, I'll come with you. And
2: you'll live with me. Always. Promise.
1: I'll live with you. Always. I'll make you so happy. Look in my eyes.
2: You know I will. I'll make you as happy as Emily did. Do you believe me?
1: I believe you.
2: Now we shall leave for the wintering place. But first...
1: First... Yes?
2: First we must stop.
1: Stop? Where?
2: You must visit the sheriff so that you may confess.
1: Confess? Confess what?
2: Confess you killed me.
1: Oh, no. No, I won't do it. I I, I can't do it.
2: Do you want to come with me, stay with me, live with me and be happy forever in the wintering place? Yes. Then you must go to the sheriff. Yeah, but I... I... If you won't, I will leave you forever. Oh, no. Please. Then tell me you will go to the sheriff.
0: How do you suppose it'll work out? Will he confess? Or will he dismiss the whole business as a figment of his imagination? Well, don't speculate. Relax. You'll get the whole thing neatly laid out for you in Act Three. tell us that we can neither create nor destroy matter well we admit we can't create it that is after all the exclusive prerogative of a higher power than ourselves but destroy it isn't that within our abilities actually long ago we discovered the act of murder and far too frequently do we practice it but do you destroy a man when you kill him isn't there something vital and dynamic that lives on? Mr. Frank Baring is having his problems.
2: You must go to the sheriff and confess.
1: Confess that I
2: killed you? It's the truth, isn't it? Yes. Then go. Oh, Franklin.
1: You just called me Franklin.
2: Of course.
1: Only Emily would ever call me Franklin. I know. Well, how do you know?
2: Because I'm part of Emily now. And when I tell you to go to the sheriff and confess, it's also Emily who's telling you. No, but to go to the sheriff and... and... Franklin, would Emily ever tell you to do anything that was wrong? Will you go, Franklin? Yes. I knew you would. We knew you would, Emily and I.
1: Will you come with me?
2: No, it isn't permitted. Go. We'll wait for you here. Will you? And then we all go to the wintering place together.
1: Sheriff. Oh, hey. I'm glad to see you, Frank. Sit down. Uh, uh, Sheriff, I... uh... Came here to, uh... Oh, I see you got my message. What? Message? Yeah, sure. I called you this morning. Why would you have called me, Sheriff? Well, Pauline answered the phone, said you hadn't come down to breakfast yet, but I see she gave you the message to, uh, drop in and see me. No, oh, she never gave me any message. Oh, that woman, she can't remember a blamed thing. How many times do I have to tell her to write things down? Well, that's no good, Even if she does write down a message, she forgets where she puts a blamed piece of paper. What are you getting so worked up about, Frank? Because she always forgets to tell me. she must have told you. You're here, ain't she? Well, I'm here because I... Because... Sheriff. Hmm? Why did you want to see me? Huh? Uh, Good news. What do you mean? They uh...
0: They got the killer.
1: They what? Yeah. They got the fella that murdered Martha's sister, Robin. The uh, state cops picked him up. Near San Francisco. You know that uh, watch she was wearing? (laughs) fool. He tried to pawn it. If it's the same watch... It is the same watch. Well, Martha identifies it positively as the one she bought for Robin the day she graduated. No, no. It's the same watch. Where is the killer now? Frank... I know how you feel and what you'd like to do, but the law has to handle it. Where is he? Downstairs in the lockup. Could I see him? Uh, I uh, I have to talk to him, man. You can stand outside the cell. <laughs> well, what do you got to say for yourself this morning, Eddie?
5: I'll tell you the same story I give to the state cops.
1: Hmm. Well, that wasn't much of a story.
5: Hey, look, what do you want from me? I was down this pile of work. What for? Yeah, you know what for? Try to make a fast buck. I don't deny it. Well, I'm cutting through these woods, and there she is laying there on the ground, and she is dead.
1: Now, if you come across a dead body, aren't you supposed to report it to the authorities as a good citizen?
5: But I'm not a good citizen. I'm a hood, a punk. I don't deny it. All I got to do is report this, and the cops say, bust you're the one who knocked the law." Mm-hmm.
1: And how do you get me past the watch, Eddie?
5: At the watch?
1: Hmm?
5: Ah, uh, yeah, well, there's a sunlight shining through the branches of the tree she's laying on the sea, and it uh, shines on his gold watch. It almost takes my eye out. If it wasn't for the sunlight, I'd have never spotted the thing. This had to go at least seven, eight bills.
1: That was your mistake, Eddie. You should have left it on her wrist. Yeah, So you were walking along the woods, minding your own business, and you came across the body, huh? (laughs) Now, that's your story?
5: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Like I said, ain't much of a story. But it's true. Oh, good luck with it. In front of the jury. (laughs) Is there a chance he might be telling the truth? (laughs) Like you got a chance of being elected president of the United States, Frank. You're convinced he's guilty. Well, look, he's got a record. Yeah, I understand that for theft. And uh, for the other thing, too. What other thing? Uh, rape. Now, he's had uh, one conviction and beaten a couple of others. What well, that meek looking a little... Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe. Yeah, hmm. this one's what they call an incorrigible. No, he'll be put away for good. And we'll all be better off for it. Yeah... Uh, I guess so. And this thing is over. How's it state, Mr. Barry? Pauline, mm. this morning the sheriff called me here at the house. He did? He left an important message. As usual, you forgot to give it to me. I'm sorry, Mr. Barry. I'm convinced you did it on purpose.
3: Why would I do it on purpose?
1: I don't know. I don't care. But the next time you forget about something, you're finished. Fired. Do you get that?
3: Yes, Mr. Barry. I get it. You
1: didn't
2: confess?
1: No. I didn't. That?
2: Boy
1: will pay for you. He's a hardened criminal. He deserves to be put away. Can you live with that? Yes, if I have to. I don't
2: think so. Emily doesn't think so either.
1: I I was going to confess. Yes? I went there to his office for just that reason. But you didn't do it. I couldn't. I tried, but... but... Yes? I looked at his face. The sheriff's face. He wears those glasses with the the steel wire frames. And he... He scared me. I couldn't open my mouth. Poor
2: Franklin.
1: I should confess I know that. It's the right thing to do. It's the only thing. Then why don't you do it? I'm afraid of saying it to the sheriff. I understand. You do? Of course.
2: He's such a strict, righteous-looking man. Write him a note.
1: A note? Just write. Here.
2: A pen and paper. Pick up the pen. Write. I'll tell you what to write. Dear Sheriff Bonham, I confess to the killing of Robin Meadow Was unintentional. I just was overcome by a terrible urge that I couldn't control. I will sit here in my room and wait for you to come for me. Sincerely yours, Franklin J. Barry. Yes, that looks all right. Place it inside the envelope and see it. And address it to the sheriff. Town Hall, Eucalyptus Falls, California. Good. And in the drawer,
1: Let me think. Let me think. We can't
2: wait, Emily and I. We must go to the wintering place. Now. Do you want us to leave without you? No, no. We will. Oh, Franklin, how we love you, Emily and I. How we want to be with you always. Please, Franklin,
1: come with us. Uh, Yes, yes, I want to go with you. Uh, 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 Pauline... Polly Yes? Yes, Mr. Baring. What is it? Uh, what
3: time are you going downtown in the morning? Oh, just about 7.30. Well, mail this letter for me. Oh, yes. Yes, Mr. Baring, I will. Now, make sure you don't forget. Don't worry. I won't forget. More coffee,
1: Mr. Baring. Mr. Baring. Huh? More coffee. Pauline, mm-hmm. what time did you go downtown this morning? Oh, usual time, seven o'clock. Last night I asked you to do something. You did? You know I did. I asked you to mail a letter. Oh. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, that's right. Did you mail that letter? Did I
3: mail that letter? Oh, oh of course I mailed that letter. Oh. More coffee. You sure? Oh, sure, I'm sure. Where did you mail it? Where I, uh... Well, I... I dropped it in a, a mailbox.
1: Which mailbox? Which mailbox?
3: Oh, the, uh... The one beside the fork of the road, just as Route 4 to 6 becomes Main Street.
1: Ah. Oh. Is, uh, everything all right? Now tell me where it has that card on the box. You know, did you ever read the card on the box, the one that tells what time the mail's being picked up? Oh, well, I, uh... I think it, it's at a,
3: at a quarter to twelve in the morning. you sure? Yeah, I guess so. Well, what time is it now? Well, uh, I have eleven-thirty. <coughs> well, Mr. Barry, aren't you going to finish breakfast? Now, <coughs> what could
1: have gotten into him? <laughs> well, Mr. Barry, I can't do that. All I want is my letter. Look, you put a stamp on a letter, you drop it in a box, it's the property of the U.S. Mail, till it's delivered to the addressee. Now, look, last night I wrote a letter, an important letter. All night I've been thinking about that letter. Mm -hmm. And I changed my mind. But it was already dropped in the box. Well, how do I know it's your letter? Now... I give you a letter you claim you wrote to somebody and get myself fired from my job, lose my pension? I have to have that letter. That's all there is to it. Lord, I should go out on a limb
4: for you? What do I owe you, anyhow? What did you ever give me but a hard time?
1: Just let me pass. I mean to have that letter. Hey, get your
4: hands off that bag. It's a property of the U.S. Maine.
1: All I'm going to take is that letter. Now you get your hands off of that. Are you crazy? I'll kill you if you try trying to stop me. Hey, hey now, 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 wait. You just... You just put that gun away. I warned you. Let go of the bag. Oh. Oh. I told you. Now, I'm going to take that letter. Where, where is that letter? The, the letter? Where, where, where is it? Where is the letter? You just shot poor Bobby in cold blood.
3: But he was real upset this morning,
1: Sheriff. But why would he shoot Bobby? Hmm? It was about a letter that was in the mailbox. Uh, Bobby just picked it up and he wanted it back. Oh. Oh. Hmm? What is it? What are you saying, oh, for? The letter wasn't there. Oh, uh, how would you know?
3: Because I forgot to mail it. Here it is. He asked and I was afraid to tell him. He'd have fired me. I wonder what could have been
1: in this letter. Well, uh, it's going to be Exhibit A in a murder case. So I guess
0: we're going to find out. And they did. And so you see, they not only had Frank Baring for one murder, they also had him for two. And he not only got to go to the wintering place but also to a summer, spring and fall place as well. I'm not going any place. I'll be right back. The wintering place, the secret place of security and safety, so precious to every living creature, where we renew ourselves for the constant struggle for existence. And wherever it can be found, we must go there, no matter how long, arduous, and perilous the journey. Why, even the fragile butterfly can travel 3,000 miles to get there and back. Our cast included Robert Dryden, E.V. Jester, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule.